Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 139 of On the Flank. I'm on your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Joe, we have crowned a champion, and it is the Shanghai Dragons. Congratulations to them on winning their first uh, Overwatch League Grand Finals. Uh, it, it feels like, I mean, they came into this the, the favorites, the, and it feels like they've won before, Joe, but they haven't. This is their first time, and I'm I'm... Personally, I'm really glad they got to do it. Um, it was fun. I, I, it was kind of fun to root for Atlanta in the finals because they were the underdogs. But at the same time, I think the Shanghai Dragons absolutely deserve this year's championship and the last Overwatch one. They are the champions of Overwatch 1, Joe. They, they won the game. <laughs> they have beaten Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> they beat Overwatch. It hasn't been done before. Um, that's In Overwatch 2, actually... You will be able to beat Overwatch 2 because it's a PvE game. That's true. Yeah. That'll be very interesting. Yeah, but Overwatch that, 1. Unless it, they'll just keep adding content forever and then. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, true. That too. Overwatch 1, though, the only people who could beat it were the Shanghai Dragons. Um, <laughs> crazy. But man, Joe, I don't only want to talk about the finals. And in fact, I think the rest of the weekend was way more fun than the finals. The finals were probably the worst finals we've had yet. Um, as far as competition goes, which is sad because every grand finals has sucked, Joe. I, that's what happens. One team just dominates every grand finals. Last year was the closest we got, and the Soul Dynasty almost brought that one back. Um, it was 4-2 final score. But Shock, I believe they also swept maybe um, against the Titans. I mean, and then for year just, one. Did they really? Wow. I think they might have swept, either swept or Titans got one map. I can't remember. Um, and then year one. <laughs> yeah, it has. Year one, of course, we had the weird wonky format, but London still dominated um, against the Fusion there. Yeah, let's, I mean, I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, this weekend was long. There's so many amazing matches. I can't even, it feels like it was years ago that I I was watching these quarterfinals matches that I'm looking at right now. Uh, but yeah, let's go back to day one and start it off, Joe, with day one. Um, I must say, I I was 100% on this day. Felt great. Um, I, I was 100% for a long time on my picks. I, I think it was like, I think Fuel Hunters was the first one I got wrong. So I was happy there, but we started it off. What was the first game? Um, uh, the first one that they played was uh, Washington-Dallas. Yeah, Washington-Dallas. So... Um, we come out Washington, Dallas, Washington actually takes a map. I mean, in hindsight, I think at the time, everyone's reaction to this was like, oh, Dallas is here to play in hindsight. I think it's a little embarrassing that <laughs> Dallas gave up a map to the justice because justice looked pretty bad this tournament. They only had two games. Um, but how were you, I guess, what, what were your thoughts after, after this Dallas three, one win to start off the tournament? Yeah, I think, um, Dallas Washington, particularly that very first map, they're on control. They jump out. They're playing the Reinhardts. That's fearless versus Mag, Li Jiang Tower going crazy. And that was it was a good uh, tone setter probably for the week. But uh, yeah, the rest of it relatively straightforward as far as that goes. I mean, they were spawn camping on King's Row. Um, yep. uh, Dallas was. <laughs> um, uh, it, that actually happened in several different matches this week. Um, <laughs> But um, and it happened yeah. in the finals, which is sad. The saddest spawn <laughs> camp. 
is when you get spawn camped in finals the first map of finals then it's kind of just over right <laughs> you just got yeah. spawn camped the first map of finals you're not coming back um but yeah dallas fuel won that one beat the justice um and then next up was gladiators philly um and unfortunately joe your philadelphia fusion uh didn't didn't put up uh the biggest fight this week they honestly put up a bigger fight than i had predicted i did predict them to lose uh two in a row and and leave but they took a map off the gladiators and we'll talk about the shock game later but they took two maps off the shock too um or i guess if you just want to talk about that you can let's just talk about philly in general since they got knocked out pretty early uh what do you think of philly's performance i mean they had two very hard opponents right yeah, I mean, as yeah, as far as that goes, the two um, uh, two teams that I think um, definitely with a different um, sort of roll of the dice in this bracket could have gotten you know even farther than they did um, in the Gladiators and Shock, but um, <laughs> but yeah, this it was it was a good match against Gladiators. It was a good match against Shock. Um, you know, Philly stepping up um, to, to do what they can. Uh, like it definitely wasn't. Um, there were there were only a couple only a couple steamrolls um, in this in this past weekend. This definitely wasn't one of them. Um, uh, like I said, I think the, the potential would have been there um, to to win one of those two matches, and certainly the shock match, you know, all the way to map five and all that. But um, yeah, yeah, not quite there in the end. And um, well, <laughs> we'll uh, I'll talk about Overwatch two stuff later in season five and all that. But um, later in the year as we have more podcasts but um but yeah it's definitely not not uh out of character as far as that goes for for a way for philly to end the season but um <laughs> unfortunately the, the, the potential the potential was still there like i said it wasn't wasn't uh uh foregone conclusion or anything yeah philly fusion i mean their weekend yeah, I, it was better than I thought. I, I legit thought they would were going to beat the Shock in their game in the loser's bracket. I thought they were going to knock out the Shock right then and there. And unfortunately, couldn't win that map five. And it, it's crazy. I think someone posted on Reddit, but like Fusion like used to be the king of map fives, Joe, I feel like. They used to just always win in map five. They always went to five maps. And apparently this year, they I, I think there's a stat like they won barely any map fives, if any at all. Um, which is a huge difference. I mean, winning map five, going to map fives, so that'll give you a heart attack, but winning them all the time, that's a super good stat to have, winning in those clutch moments. And Philly, unfortunately, couldn't get that done. If I'm going to be honest, I think Shock and Gladiators, two of the toughest, toughest matchups in this bracket. I mean, just absolutely a stacked bracket as well. This Fusion team in another year, I mean, probably looking really good and ha having a good time, but this year it, just tough philly didn't clearly just didn't upgrade enough unfortunately um but yeah i guess I, let's go through teams then joe I, I like this let's just go through teams philly and washington ended their weekends first let's go to the next two teams that ended their weekends next joe um and talk about their entire tournament let's go to chengdu next chengdu is a very interesting one to talk about leave one MVP, and that was the storyline going in. I always think, whenever I watch like NBA, NBA always announces their MVP like right before the playoffs starts. 
And the big thing is like, oh, can the MVP carry them through playoffs? And I always feel like they never do. Um, it's It's a lot of pressure to win MVP. And then it's like, okay, well, now I've won MVP. I have to prove it by winning the whole thing, right? Um, and Leave, unfortunately, could not do that. But I do think he proved that he deserved MVP because he was the only reason Chengdu was in a lot of these games, especially the Dallas Fuel game. They got they got whooped by the Dallas Fuel, to be honest. If it weren't for Leave, <laughs> it would have been a 3-0, quick 3-0. Instead, it was a long 3-0 with, with a lot of chances for Chengdu to stay in it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm surprised they even beat. Looking back at the Atlanta Rain Chengdu Hunters game, like, I, like Chengdu did not bring out their their best stuff this tournament. I'll be honest. Uh, Leave was the only one impressed me. Everyone else, I was like, God, they are making so many mistakes. They clearly have not been in this position before and don't know how to handle this pressure. Um, and yeah, what do you think about Chengdu's weekend? Yeah, it's uh, remarkable that um, Chengdu was the loss that Atlanta had um, all the way up until the grand finals. Um, uh, obviously, we'll have lots to say about um, Atlanta's progress, but yeah, um, definitely a really, really interesting look. Um, and a lot of that was uh, was roster related too. Uh, I, lots of comments um, during the week on the support line that got played. Um, and a little bit of, you know, some fallout from that potentially later, um, uh, it will, we'll, we'll, you know, in terms of, uh, what may have caused all that, but, uh, running with, uh, Farway and, um, was it Farway and Nisha yes. on the support line or was it, yeah, um, and, and tr- trying to, trying to go through all that this week, um, you know, clearly you know, it's, it's a very intentional decision by, uh, coaching staff and all that, but. Um, didn't didn't really get them where they wanted to be, and again, um, definitely some of these matches could have been winnable. Like, uh, I think both of us, I think both of us maybe uh, had had Chengdu beating Dallas there in that first round. Uh, yeah, I know we I certainly did. did. Yeah, we both did. Yeah, we had um, Shanghai but, Shanghai Chengdu winners finals. Both of us, I remember. Yeah, but that <laughs> definitely didn't work out that way um, this week. Yeah, and I mean, once again, such a stacked bracket, and their game against the Shock was so close. My God. Um, they went to six maps there, and um, Chengdu almost reverse swept. It was 2-0, um, and then they won Dorado Ilios, and then unfortunately just came up a bit short in the end on, on Havana. Um, and they had like a good hold there on Havana too, and then just couldn't get that first point. Uh, I, I I really thought Chengdu was going to pull that one out. Uh, but yeah, unfortunate loss for Leave and the Hunters, but this is still a pretty young team. Very talented. I think they all want to play Overwatch too. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hunters come back with a pretty similar look next year. Um, Alright, the Gladiators. They're the next team. It's crazy. They're the next team eliminated. Um, we're already on the Gladiators, who I think is... Man, I think they were so close. They were just one like team fight away, I feel like, from from being the team in the finals. Because I gotta be honest, they gave the rain the best fight in this entire lower bracket here. They gave the Shanghai Dragons, in my opinion, the best fight in the entire tournament. Um it's arguable maybe Dallas, because they have the same map score. 
but overall, like I think Shanghai was gladiators and Dallas both got kind of dumpstered at certain points, but gladiators were putting up a little bit more of a fight on certain maps than Dallas was and Atlanta was. Um, even the shock was, was putting up some more of a fight, um, at some point than Atlanta was, but my God, I, this gladiators Atlanta rain game now looking back at it. Um, and hindsight, it feels like the losers finals to me. It feels like the true, this was the game that decided who was playing Shanghai in the finals. Um, because I think both these teams are better than Dallas. Um, Atlanta proved it. And I think the gladiators just got super unlucky with their bracket. I mean, Philly, that is, that's a pretty nice pick that they ended up, ended up falling to them for sure. But then moving on, they had to face the dragons and then rain back to back. I mean, and the, and the rain has just been dumpstering NA teams all year. So yeah, I, while it seems like if you just look at the bracket, you're like, Oh, classic LA gladiators. This is how they do every postseason. They, they maybe win a game, but they just end up disappointing in the end. Um, and they, they, they lose, they're in the bottom half of it. But honestly, like if I had to power rank these teams, I would, I, I personally would put LA gladiators at third. So just a rough and unlucky spot for the LA gladiators. What'd you think of their weekend, Joe? Yeah, no, I think that's <laughs> definitely accurate there. Um, uh, both of us, when we, when we were, um, going through and assigning the, the match, we recommend you guys go back and rewatch, um, uh, yeah, out of all this week, we both ended up picking uh, this match, Atlanta versus Gladiators. Um, just a, a super ex- ex- excellent example of um, the yeah. Not, not only were these teams nice and evenly matched, but um, uh, the, you know really playing the the mind games in terms of the map picks and the 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 composition picks and um, really showing off the effect that they can have in a game like Overwatch. You know that's. Um, if we're thinking sort of philosophically um, here near the end of, of Overwatch's life, you know, that's the part of the whole point of why they made the game the way they did. <laughs> you yeah. know, is for, for matches like that. Um, the, in matchups like that between, um, uh, you, you know, Pelican and Kester and Kai and whoever the other DPS player is. <laughs> uh, oh, on, Bird Ring. There we go. That <laughs> took yep. a little time, <laughs> um, but um, uh, Pelican played. By the way, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, super good stuff, um, particularly out of that series with the with the Atlantic Gladiators. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, Gladiators really showing up um, and could have like like you said, I, I agree, could have definitely made it farther along, um, just with the. Um, is it, is it different matchup here, different matchup there? Um, or, or, you know, if, if the series had been longer even, um, yeah, yeah I, they, they were, they still definitely into it. I do wonder that. I wonder if, um, if this was the finals, who would have won it? Uh, if they had seven maps, um, but yeah, super, super, uh, super good game. I agree. Both me and Joe agreed. Gladiators Reign was the best game here. I think Chengdu Shock up there as well for me. If if I had to pick another one, um, that whole day was just super fun. Um, but yeah, speaking of the Shock, they were the next team knocked out. Um, Joe, I'll let you go first on this one since I've been going first a little bit lately. What do you think of the Shock's weekend? The defending champs. Uh, who ended up falling short in defending the title? 
Yeah, Jacques had a, a, a tiring weekend for one thing. Uh, yep. <laughs> played in um, lots of ten maps. maps and two, yeah, ten maps and two series and another three and a four. Um, um, they were the other team in the position, um, uh, like Atlanta. You know, they had, they had to play through that whole through that whole losers bracket after just getting dumpstered on by Shanghai. Uh, but but even starting with that match, I mean, that was. Uh, you, you know, hyped, hyped up to be this whole big thing, and it was. Um, but I, I think um, we all came out of that series pretty convinced that Shanghai knew what they were doing. Um, you know, making that pick, they um, weren't exactly uh, uh, risking much there, at least in their perception. Um, coming through, beating Philly, we talked about that match. That was super close. They were, you know, within a control map away of... Um, falling out right there uh, and you know ending the three-peat a little early but um, and then a really long series against Chengdu um, a little bit less long series against Atlanta but um, uh, yeah just, just not quite able to, to pull things together I don't know uh, I haven't yet come out of this week with um, a, a good a good justification necessarily for for a shock loss um versus just atlanta playing well um and, and making it as far as they did um um but, but yeah you just ended up uh i guess it's top four um uh fourth in the year after after a couple um tournament wins yeah it's it's something and and that's another team too that'll look very different i think um when when april comes around but probably um yeah, yeah. just a lot of veterans on the team. Probably some retirements. We'll see what happens. And if not retirements, just Shock might just end up dropping some people uh, just because some people are getting older. They might just want some new talent. But yeah, I I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. Like, I predicted this is when the Shock would be knocked out. Um, I predicted they'd be knocked out by the Gladiators in this round. And I, I, I knew it, it It was just because Shock had that scariness to it. Like, oh, we got to beat the Shock. Oh, we got to beat the defending champions. Like, these guys are so good. They could turn up at any moment. Like, I'm at, it's just so hard. If you're the Hunters, you're the Fusion, we saw it. Um, they were both so close to beating the Shock, but just came up short in those moments they needed to be clutch. Uh, in that fifth and sixth map for both of those teams. So... Uh, yeah, I think the shock got pushed through mainly because of that confidence of being there before and mainly because of they're scary to play because um, they're good. They have that history and they've been they've been here before, you know, so at least half of their starting roster has been here before. The other half hasn't been on the shock before, but they performed surprisingly well. I think Nero. Uh, had some bumpy spots, but at other points, Nero was absolutely carrying on Hanzo at, on certain maps and on Hanamura at points. And yeah, I, I, I was impressed by that. Um, but overall, overall, uh, definitely a better ending to the season than what you would hope if you're a Shock fan, honestly. I mean, if you're a Shock fan and you had legitimate hopes that that you guys would win this whole thing, then I think you're a little delusional after this entire season where you didn't make it to Hawaii once. And while you had a good record in the regular season, you clearly weren't competing with the top teams all season. So I, I think you're pretty happy if you're the shock or you're just kind of mild. You're kind of just like, eh, whatever. 
Um, that's how I feel about the Shrek. I'm just like, yeah, this is what I expected. This is what I predicted. Um, not impressed, not overly impressed, and not disappointed by the team at all. I, I think they performed to where I expected them to go. Okay. You did mention, uh, you did mention Nero, uh, and that that was another story with this team. Was um, props to some of the not not the rookies, but the 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 younger players looking at uh, Nero and Glister, and there was a third one, support player, um, FD God. FD God, that was yep. it. <laughs> you're coming in clutch with the names here. Thank you. Um, yeah, because clearly I haven't watched enough Overwatch League. <laughs> but, uh, but, but but yeah, no props. That the, there was um, another storyline for this team was was yeah props to uh, again not quite rookies but the 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 younger players and the uh, the newer players on the roster for uh, for stepping up and um, you know continuing to be a core part of um, a core part of the teams that you know hopefully. Um, uh, you know, presumably will get hung on to if um, despite other changes. Honestly, I want to give pro- before we move on to the Dallas Fuel here, I want to give props to Super as well, who I-, I thought going into this year, like, okay, like at some point, like we've seen it over and over again with these people who are super popular in the league. They lose interest in the competitive side. They're like, oh, well, look how many followers I get on Twitch and how much money I make from this. Why would I care about this hard work? I got to give props to Super because he not only not only um, clearly cared about the competitive side a ton. He started he he played this basically this entire grand finals. I mean, Smurf came in a couple times, but my god, I did Super just blowing my mind. Not only was he in most of the time, he was doing super well. Um so shout out to him who I thought this year was a shoe-in for a player that maybe had a little would have a little bit of a downfall. But he did the opposite and had maybe one of his better years, to be honest. So shout out to him as well. Um, and let's move on to the fuel, Joe, who um, I, overall, I have a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth on the, about the fuel. They obviously had great matches against Justice, great matches against Justice and Chengdu here. But their last two matches made me really think to myself, okay, did this did these guys just luck out on their schedule here at the beginning of this bracket and did they even deserve to be in this top three because they looked bad against both the dragons and the Atlanta rain they did end up taking a map against um both of them uh, but after Lee Zhang against Atlanta got absolutely destroyed um and basically the entire rest of the match besides Volskaya got destroyed by Shanghai as well what do you think of the Dallas Fuel overall this weekend? I, I personally, I think they should be happy that they, they got top three and made it to the losers' finals. Um, I, I don't think I, I think it would have been a very I I'm wondering to myself if they would have won against teams like the Gladiators and Shock. Yeah, no, I think um, uh, yeah, I'm right I'm right there with you on that. That's uh, definitely a really solid solid performance from Dallas that. Um, and I think certainly if they had um, um, come out on top over Atlanta and come out to the, the grand finals again, I think that would have been um, just as just as sound a loss, even if the scoreline was slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, making it all the way up to third place, um, that's absolutely what you want to do for this team. Um, you know, th- thinking about all the way back at the beginning of the season, you know, pull out 
pull out Paris Eternal, pull out through Element Mystic, you've got all this raw sort of um, um, talent that's definitely been refined through the year, um, and now um, running all all this all this way through the playoffs. I mean, that's um, yeah, that's got to be a good season for you. Um, um, and and they they didn't end up pulling up pine, and I think that's why they didn't win grand finals. <laughs> Uh, I, I believe that was my my key to victory last yeah. week, um, but they, they they didn't use the key. Yeah, I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think we both said it on here. Like that's what made Dallas so successful is they were playing off meta comps. No one knew how to deal with them. Everyone was like treating them like, oh, they have no hit scan. There's no way they can win. Um, but as the year went on, they kind of just stuck to a script didn't surprise anyone and ran with the meta and that did not play to their favor clearly um but i agree with you joe we should if we look at this as a whole dallas fuel fans should obviously still be very happy that they're in this spot they did their entire franchise they haven't been nowhere close to this spot so definitely agree year for the fuel overall um, it's just hard to look at that, look at it that way because they were hitting higher, even higher peaks at the beginning of the season. So shall uh, yeah, yeah. Congrats to the fuel for that, for a good season overall and a good rebuild. Uh, and by rebuild, I mean just stealing an entire other roster. Um, but yeah, Dallas fuel third place. And I, I do wonder myself if they would have had a better shot against Shanghai than Atlanta, but I don't think anyone was beating Shanghai. Um, but let's talk about this final. Let's talk about the Atlanta Reigns run to get here. I mean, they they lost to Chengdu to start this off 3-2, to two, maybe a game that they definitely should have won looking back at it. Um, but then they just ran the, ran the lower bracket, beat Justice 3-0, of course, in that game we talked about earlier, beat, Atlanta, beat the LA Gladiators in a really close game. And then, honestly, they handled the shock and fuel. It was a surprising day overall because I don't think anyone was expecting Atlanta to be that team. I think they were underdogs in both the shock and fuel games, if I'm going to be honest. Um, and they ended up beating shock 3-1. They ended up beating fuel 3-1. And I think that was the real, that was the best day for the rain by far because um, they proved to everyone that, that they weren't a fluke, that they were a legit team. And I mean, I think throughout the season, Joe, no one was giving this team respect still. And it's proven by the fact that here in the um, here in the finals, I don't think anyone really predicted them to get very far, even me and you. Uh, we even disrespected them. And I think it was mainly because Pelican was on ping, but they performed super well with Pelican on ping. It didn't matter. Um, Gator played so well this weekend. Hawk did as well. Uh, Iris, I mean, just everyone on the team doing doing their best I've seen all season, but this team has just been scary good all year. I know this as an uprising um, staff member. That was the team our team was most scared of, was the Atlanta Reign. They, like, mentally scarred us, not only in games, but in scrims. Like, that was the team that we were most scared of. They are just so good at adapting mid-game and just destroying your strategy. So, um, that being said, I think they didn't do that at all against the Shanghai Dragons. They very much just stuck to their rush strategy, and yeah, it didn't work out for them. 
I mean, they talked about it in Gator talked about it in his interview with Danny after the Dallas game. Like, I think he thought it would be stupid for them to um, try to match Shanghai and dive, which I also think would have been stupid. But yeah, I don't know what they could have done better. <laughs> to be honest, what did you think of the rain, Joe? Yeah, yeah, and and Shanghai pulling out the you know pulling out some of the compositional matches even for Atlanta just you know leaning into oh yeah we could play that too no problem <laughs> yep. um but uh <laughs> yeah yeah Atlanta rain it's yeah I think this was definitely um more than uh we had expected it was just basically what you were just saying um uh, I would have um you know given the first part of this bracket the way it ended up falling out I would have um had uh, the gladiators um beating them I think um uh, would not have been uh, very hard for me to for me to visualize at all mm-hmm. um uh, even all the way back in that earlier round um but yeah despite having pelican on ping pelican played like every map practically yep um if not li- if not literally um all the way from la and and you know no teammates around him or anything um but but really held his own with with the the other dps players he was um interacting with and that's um that's super valuable and that's actually he gets my uh mvp from the playoffs as a whole um particularly for that yeah just being able to to be um steady and be consistent despite the unsteady and inconsistent stuff he was dealing with um uh, I'm, I'm sure he would have uh loved to be with the the rest of his team for that week obviously um uh but yeah playing playing through the bracket literally um all the way from the the very first losers round, playing the most amount of matches possible. They they eliminated every single other North American team, which I think is telling, and then got swept by the the one APAC team they faced. Well, and um, the lost to both the APAC teams they faced. Yep. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know how big of a difference that may or may not have made. I mean, I don't know that Philly would have beat Atlanta necessarily. <laughs> um, but um um but yeah this is really a remarkable um run for them like you know coming in num- number five seed definitely not um the the first pick for for many uh um pick em er because that's a word but um uh yeah absolutely just like we've been saying for all these other teams um a season to be proud of for sure yeah definitely i think I think it's fitting that Atlanta was in that grand final. I do. Um, even though after they beat Dallas, I was like, well, I don't know. I was rooting for Atlanta because I, because um, I don't know. I just thought that would have been a fun upset for them to make it all the way to the finals. But at the same time, I was like, well, I do think Dallas will give would have given Shanghai a little bit better run for their money because Atlanta's just not good against APAC teams. Um, and the other two times they faced Shanghai, they got absolutely smoked as well. Uh, that was in the summer showdown, so it was a long time ago. But they they, they just aren't great against APAC. I think they end this season maybe not even beating an APAC team once throughout the entire thing. I think they ended up losing to Chengdu multiple times in many tournaments, losing to Shanghai every time. Like... I just don't think Atlanta. Maybe maybe they face Seoul at some point and beat them. That might or I think they did get um, the time when New York made it. Actually, I think Atlanta might have played New York, so that might be the one they have. 
But so. besides that, yeah. Sad, sad for Atlanta. They couldn't at least put up a fight against the Dragons. But let's talk about the Dragons here. They won it all. They by far deserved it. Only dropped two maps the entire tournament. I mean, my God. They just came in. and they were, I, I was so happy. They, they did the opposite of what New York did after dominating their season. They just swept through the whole thing. I mean, New York started off by sandbagging and then losing because of it. Shanghai, I guess, maybe sandbagged. But it did not matter for a second. They just destroyed everyone in their way. Shock, Gladiators, Fuel, Arrain. None of those teams had a chance at any point in those series. And um, my MVP of the week is going to Lip, who won Grand Finals MVP, and very deservedly so. He was by far the carry here. Um, A lot of people go back to last year and they say Lip deserve MVP over Fleta. I, I kind of agree with it. I think they both were pretty even though that season i think there's no argument that lip was way better than Fleta this season he was even better than he was last year he was so good he did i mean his his play in the grand final specifically was nuts so yeah overall shanghai definitely deserved to be uh the winners here the one thing i'm sad about joe is their celebration sucked they were all, they all won, and I think Lip legit yawned right after they won. I understand it was early for them, but my God, <laughs> that was so sad to watch. I was just like, God, is this how good they are? They just like expected it. They're like, yeah, whatever. Just another, just another win for us. Um, that was yeah. Lip, st- Lip started yawning. Uh, <laughs> Fleta stood up and started wrapping up his cue. <laughs> okay, we're leaving. <laughs> I'm just like, God. And they had been like showing some these past celebrations of everyone winning before. Um, like throughout the entire weekend, they were showing London and um, London and Shock winning both their championships and just how those celebrations were so big and everyone was getting up and like hugging each other and tackling each other. And then I just imagine that montage and then it cuts to like Shanghai just like standing, getting up, like rapping keyboards, yawning, just like so sad <laughs> in comparison. It's like, why did you not get so excited? Um, but anyways, um, yeah, Shanghai 4-0. What, any words to say about this just clearly dominant team, Joe? Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good series in terms of you know being um, super super precise and super um, successful, obviously for Shanghai. Um, you know, they're, they showed that they um, definitely weren't afraid to to play some of those same kind of compositions, like I was talking about. Um, just for the sake of doing it it felt like um um uh, yeah it was, it was just a, a very very high level uh overwatch series, like we said they're um officially the the team that they that's can claim to have uh beaten the game <laughs> yeah I, I mean yeah just not much to even talk about with this <laughs> i mean it was 4 it was so quick i mean it was still kind of just entertaining to watch just how well they were doing to be honest and how good the shanghai dragons was i mean obviously you got the big storyline of the entirety of owl and overwatch one shanghai starting 0 and 40 and then ending here um what a run for them Whew, yeah that those are all the games that was the entire weekend it was amazing probably my favorite playoffs ever 
even though the grand finals sucked, they've always been not competitive. So that doesn't make that big of a difference when you compare it to other playoffs. And then every other game was just so close. And even the three O's were like, uh, I was on my on the edge of my seat. Dallas feel Chung Do was a three O, and it felt like at any point, like Chung Do could have just leave was gonna do something, pull it out. Even Shanghai Shock, it was like, oh, the Shock, they're the defending champions. They'll come out of nowhere. They could do it. Um, but there weren't even that many 3-0s. Three 3-0s in the entire weekend. So, yeah, overall, these playoffs, definitely my favorite by far. And just so many good matchups. I, I finished every, like, game being like, God, that was so good. These teams are all so good. I feel bad that one of them has to get eliminated in this game. Um, yeah. Great, great playoffs. Anything else to talk about the playoffs and grand finals? I know we have like pieces of news that happened during it that we'll get to in the news section. But anything else to talk about just from the pure gameplay, Joe? Um, yeah, I don't think so. It was, um, you know, a, a good, um, uh, good event to sort of see off, um, to to see off Overwatch One too, because obviously that's uh, the the last assault map ever we saw yeah. in this in this tournament. Uh, we saw uh, just a, a bunch of stuff like that. That's um, it, it, you know, it's, it's sad to see him go, but uh, I, I am I am getting really excited about next season. Yeah, the tank. The last time we got to see tank duos, I mean, super sad stuff. But I mean, we got we got a bit of taste of Overwatch two, and it it looks like it should be fun. Before we get into Overwatch two, let's talk about all the awards, of course. Um, they gave out all the awards, and honestly, I, I think all of them were deserving. I have no issues with any of them. Um, Pelican won Rookie of the Year. I think that's a very obvious choice. Maybe at the start of the season, I don't think many people were predicting him to win it, but very obvious choice for me. Um, any arguments there, Joe, or do you do you agree with the Pelican pick? Yeah, certainly by the end, um, and you know, even if nothing else, just um, from having played so successfully, just right then in in the playoffs. I mean, uh, again, you know, um, playing with a collapsed lung, yeah. well, you know, healing from a yeah, collapsed lung, yeah. but um, you know, however many hundreds of miles away from your team is not nothing, uh, <laughs> as far as that goes. But um, yeah, it looked really good while doing it. Yeah, cemented it for sure. I mean, this one maybe was a bit more obvious because he was the only rookie nominated for MVP as well. Uh, so, I, I think, that too. yeah, that became a bit more obvious. Rush uh, won Coach of the Year. Rush, Coach of the Dallas Fuel, if you didn't know. Um, and I would tend to absolutely agree. I mean, especially when everyone would point to mainly uh, the beginning of the season when you don't have a hit scan player and you still manage to win the first tournament of the year, the main melee that's just nuts that that's his biggest achievement this year for sure um besides that i mean he had he had amazing players too to say the least but besides that i yeah he's just a good coach in general so i, I think yeah i i don't know if there were i mean moon probably a very good argument for moon to be coach of the year especially at this point that they absolutely just did cruise through and won the entire thing Obviously, I think he won it last year. Um, so I guess they wanted to give it to someone new, maybe. Besides that, I, I don't know. Depay, I think, had his best coaching year by far. 
in his in the league. Yeah. Maybe not the best in general in the entire league, but I definitely think he improved a ton. Uh, any other names, Joe? Yeah, yeah. I think um, talking about Moon, they could give they could give Moon the coach of you know the last two and a half yeah. years or so. Right? <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> and, and just put them all together to be super super reflective of of um, you know what the team's been able to accomplish since then. But um, the, yeah, good good picks all around for for both of those. Yeah. Um, the Dennis Hawaka Award. Uh, Sparkle won it. I think that's a great choice as well. Um, definitely um, one of the most entertaining faces in the league and puts a smile on everyone's face. I mean, I remember when he first came into the, was coming into the league and I, and his, a bunch of his um, videos of his stream were on Twitter and I would just watch them over and over again. It was just so funny. He's just such an entertaining dude. Um, and I can, I can only imagine the impact he has on his, on his teammates and how much happier he, he makes that environment for sure. Absolutely, and the, um, uh, you know, having the Dallas connection, I'm sure that doesn't hurt either. Yeah, no. Um, in terms of that, second Dallas player to win it too, right? So, um, yeah, leave one MVP as I mentioned earlier. This was my choice, um, for sure. I can't remember if we made choices on and what your choice was, Joe. Uh, I think we did, and I think. I said I think I may have picked, uh, done a cop out and did like fearless Orhan Bin or something. Oh uh, yeah, 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 I remember that now. Um, fear, yeah, <laughs> fearless definitely up there too. Um, but leaves my personal MVP. I I personally believe MVP is is the most valuable player. It's the name. It's if you didn't have this player, your team would be significantly worse. And I think that was very much proof. While while leave did not take the Chengdu Hunters. Um, further than the second loser's round. I think it was still proven this weekend that the Chengdu Hunters would kind of be bad without him uh, because he was, in in some matches, he was the only reason they were winning fights, in, even in the game. He, he's just nuts. He brings Chengdu to a whole nother level. Um, so he was my pick, but I think there were, I think Lips up there, Fearless is up there, Joe. I think I think your picks were legit for sure. This year, you had so many good players. Um, but yeah, and Lip, speaking of Lip, he got Grand Finals MVP, as I mentioned earlier. Um, he also got fined. We didn't talk about this, Joe. He did get fined uh, for for saying for saying a slur. Um, and I knew it was a breath of God. I, Joe, I literally knew this was a recipe for disaster. When I heard um korean comms at some point like that night it was literally that night before shanghai before lips comms were on where he where he swore i was like they could be saying anything right now like what if they're like i just know from the fact from what like our players say on boston or like anyone says um in the final moments of comms or when you just want to map like these like these people like usually are swearing or like saying some crazy sh- shit or whatever right after they win. Um, like there's n- there easily could be slurs or swears in these Korean Chinese comms, no doubt in my mind. And then literally I wake up to the news that Lip did say a slur, and I was like, oh okay, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, and and even if it was in English, I mean what was the league prepared to do? <laughs> um, 
I, I mean, I, certainly they didn't have somebody sitting there with a with a bleeper button. I don't know, but um, yeah, it was uh, notable there. I believe that was after the the Gladiators match. Um, yep. um, so yeah, this, it's not uh, uh, not what you'd expect just coming into coming into a series like that, but. Um, you know, good, good, good on the team as far as that goes to for addressing that quickly and and uh, uh, promptly. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They find them. I mean, no one was expecting them to like suspend them at that. Like, you're not, you're not sending them. Um, but finding them's yeah. good enough. Um. All right. Let's move on to roll stars. Um. First, supports, fielder, shoe, Izaki, Lee J. Gong. Um, the four picks here. There are a lot of Gladiators picks in here, which I tend to agree with. At the end of the day, though, I think everyone was like, okay, where's the Atlanta picks? Atlanta got second in the league this year. They they made it to the finals, right? I mean, overall, what do, what do you... I mean, Iris would probably be the pick here if it was an Atlanta player. And he might... Yeah. He maybe deserved it over one of these players. Yeah, apparently the voting was um uh like the actual time period for it was like right after uh like right after the Gladiators won the Countdown Cup. Uh I think I saw um Brent saying that on Twitter, so that can um explain some of the some of the connections there as far as that goes, but that's not to say that um you know, players like Shu and, and Space um or Kevster don't deserve the, the nod, I don't think. Yeah, no. Um uh, but yeah, and in fact I think it was uh, almost exclusively uh, Dallas, Shanghai, and, and Gladiators, with the exception of uh, Lip or uh, Leave, <laughs> <laughs> and and otherwise it was just those three teams. Um, uh, but, but yes, solid picks. I mean, uh, I don't think anybody was expecting like uh, your your Carpes of the league to 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 repeat the award they've gotten several times now. Um, um, I, I, don't, I don't think that was a a real expectation. So uh, not not super surprising as far as those picks go uh, I'm always I was a little bit surprised to that there were only um, four of each role I feel like in the past they've done more but um, I, I guess they haven't because that seems pretty yeah, no. seem to be pretty standard yeah I think it's always been four um, and it's always like it's always just like crumpled up onto one team basically which I mean everyone on Shanghai is nuts they, they deserve they deserve it for sure. I'm surprised Fate was the one left out because I think Fate did really well this year. Um, and, and Fate, Fleta, not on the list, but it's fine, obviously. You have you have so many nuts names here, and that's the biggest complaint from everyone. I guess I'll go through the rest of them, actually. Fearless, Hanbin, Space, Void for Tanks, Leave, Sparkle, Lip, Kevster for DPS. Um, but yeah, everyone's big complaints seem to be why only four. Um... And I, I don't know. My my question back is why more? I, like the more we add, the more, the less exciting it is to be a role star. Like, do we want it to? Be, we could make a top five of each role. I think that'd be fine. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why they landed on four exactly, but I, I don't know. I do. I do want to keep it small. I would rather it be small and be like, okay, if you're a role star, you have to be the tippy top i don't want like everyone like obviously so many players did well this year um and i think there is definitely argument for some of these players maybe don't deserve to be in the top four maybe they're top five maybe they're top six but overall i, I mean a lot of people voted on them 
and it was right after the gladiators just dominated so i agree with these i probably would have made most of these picks right after the countdown cup as well but yeah we'll, we'll see if they make any changes to roll stars going forward maybe top five um in each role i think that's a fine compromise i mean people clearly wanted more um players and were upset with some of the players chosen so um i guess we'll we'll see what happens with roll stars going forward but let's talk overwatch 2 joe because that was a big part of the grand finals day no doubt um and a big part of the weekend overall knowing that it's looming knowing that it's coming up knowing that this was the final final playoffs on overwatch one so uh, on, on grand finals we got to see the bastion and somber re reworks first before the show match so let's talk about those um somber re rework nuts i mean you're the patch man joe do you have specifics up that you want to go through i feel like i feel like you should be going um, to talk about uh, i probably should have uh, <laughs> yeah. found specific stuff uh, let me see if i can i think it's uh, on pull it up but yeah it's on the overwatch twitter uh, they have a nice graphic on there i'm pretty sure yeah but uh more broadly um uh, yeah somber really um uh, getting a more um more assassin you know spe specific type of role and less um uh, even less of a team focus as far as that goes um it looks like the overwatch league retweeted the bastion one and not the somber one so. <laughs> yeah. i i have the uh, i have it up if you want me to do it sure go for it i'll do the bastion one all right cool um yeah basically um like joe was saying they made her uh trying to make her more of an assassin less of a, a, a team focused role um, her new passive is called Opportunist, and you now she now deals 50% more damage to hacked targets. Um, so that's a big part of her new kit, um, is that you are now hacking people mainly to try and kill them. Um, if we go into her hack changes, the cooldown has been reduced from 8 to 3 seconds, and that is because of the changes that have happened. Basically, the duration has been increased to 8 seconds, but when you hack as Sombra um the ability lock is only one second so basically instead of hacking someone and it's like okay you can no longer use abilities everyone target this person because they can't use their abilities it's more of an interrupt um so you hack someone and then it stops their alt or it stops um it stops an ability they're using or you you sort of interrupt what they're doing because it only lasts for one second now um, the hack now also reveals hacked enemies through walls, so you can see through them. That lasts the entire eight seconds. Um, cooldown is no longer halved when hacking health packs. Um, and then health pack hack duration reduced from 60 to 30 seconds. So overall, this, this, ha these hack changes, as I said before, mainly to turn it, it's mainly you hack someone and now as Sombra, I'm going to start shooting this person because I deal 50% more damage to, to this person. Um, EMP also changed because of that, obviously, the new hacked, um, the new ways, the new way hacks work, um, has transferred over to EMP as well. Um, so it's more of just an interrupt, uh, instead of abilities being locked out, it's more of, okay, now everyone's hacked and I can do a ton of damage to everybody. Um, and the, the EMP ability itself also does like 40% yeah. health damage, I think. Also does damage. So that's super significant. Yep. Um, and you can also hack while in stealth now, which is absolutely huge. When you hack in stealth, you are revealed for about a second or so. Um, so people can see you while you are being hacked 
and somber is in stealth, but then you immediately go back into stealth. So, yeah, those are the changes. Joe, what are what were your initial thoughts here? Yeah, my uh, first thing that jumped out to me was just thinking about, um, and again, this was all being discussed. Uh, well, it's, it was before the the pro the pro player exhibition match thing that they had. Um, but my first thought was thinking about it used in the Overwatch League and how um, coordinated uh, these kinds of teams already are, and just thinking about the damage you can do with um, basically a, a button that just turns off like a Rhine Shield, for example, um, with with that kind of specific timing. Like so, they they saw in the match, um, uh, you, you know, the, the somber you'd hack the opposing Rhine, and you'd have a one second window to land a shatter. But you know, it's like a, a perfect shatter every time because there's there's one tank um, and you can hack it and it's no shield and like guaranteed um, so I thought that was, that was interesting I don't know um, you, you know, whether that's something that's like oh yes that's exactly the kind of interaction they intended for this or um, um, or, or what and so that's not necessarily a bad thing but um, just something I noticed as far as that goes but um yeah, really interesting stuff, and yeah, so enabling enabling that kind of team play, I think that's um, seems like a goal um, just in general for the the developers because that's um, this is something like both in terms of you know individual utility, but um, setting things up so that teams can can succeed just as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I my first reaction was this was busted to be honest. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll see. And in in game, it seemed like it was pretty good as well. When we got to see it, yeah, I think <laughs> I think this might need some tuning. Um, I think she has some some insane utility, as you mentioned, Joe. I think her hack still does a lot of really good team things, like taking down Ryan Shield, like interrupting ultimates. Like it's almost like a diva eat, but better for like a Pharah alt. You literally just hack her and she's done. Like she can't alt anymore. Like that's nuts. Um, so I still think she does maybe too much. Um, but I'm sure she'll be tuned to make sure she's not insanely busted. Um, then we got Bastard reworked. Beside, he also got some changes besides just getting a hat, Joe. Uh, what were those changes? He did. <laughs> um, yeah, the biggest one uh, definitely is the hat, obviously. <laughs> um, it's it's too bad uh, Ganymede doesn't also get a hat. I remember that was mentioned uh, when the when the art was released the first time. Uh, maybe that'll be a, a skin or something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, if we think about his, uh, recon mode, which I always forget which is which, that's the one, uh, where currently he can move and walk around, uh, the fire weight's reduced by 50%, um, uh, but the damage falloff has been, um, uh, decreased in that the falloff starts now at a longer range, um, and he has no spread, so it's like a, uh, closer to a, you know, a single shot kind of, um, mini sniper kind of thing in his recon mode um the sentry mode where uh currently in overwatch he cannot move um is now on a cooldown i think it's got like a eight or ten second duration and a six or eight second cooldown um where, where he goes into sentry mode but can move while firing uh with reduced movement speed um doesn't have to worry about reloading uh, but then the uh, damage on that gun is reduced by 40 percent I don't know what the number is on it now, but I'm sure it's still pretty significant. 
um, you know, just in terms of uh, just mowing people down. Um, his self-repair ability is completely gone. Um, uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, eight second cooldown, ten second duration to for for trans uh, transformation there. Uh, self-repair ability is completely gone, so he cannot heal himself anymore. But as a trade-off, he gets a tactical grenade um, that uh, bounces off of walls, uh, sticks to enemies and floors, um, has a delayed uh, delayed explosion. Um, so it's kind of a almost a skill shot sort of thing for him. Um, and his ultimate is new too. Um, um, gone is a configuration tank. Now it's configuration artillery, um, where he gets three uh, Doomfist-like um, projectile launches anywhere on the map um, to just kind of go nuts. And he's he's stationary like um, like Junkrat is while he's using his rip tire, um, but he just kind of plants himself and and. Um, sends off some some artillery strikes yeah it's call of duty um if you ever play call of duty kill streak <laughs> and you got in a kill streak this is basically it um no I, I, overall i'm this is the one i'm super excited about the summer one i was like oh god this is busted the bastion one i'm like this is fun like they just made bastion very fun um i i think Bastion's gonna be just a very a much more fun pick and overwatch 2 which is exciting um Overall, I don't know how bu- like how busted it is. It's just gonna gonna depend on the numbers. It seemed like he wasn't that good in that game we got to see in the show match, um, and his alt doesn't seem that powerful either. But overall, I think this is a great change because it just seems like Bastion's just way more fun now, and you actually have variance in what you are doing. Like the, there was only one strategy with what you do with Bastion, and it is sit on the cart. And just shoot everybody. Um, now you can act. You, I feel like you can actually move around with this character and like do other things besides that. So I'm really glad that Bastion is getting these changes. He he deserves. Like Bastion wasn't an issue. Sombra is an issue in in Overwatch One because her her kid is annoying. Bastion's kind of annoying, but I think his issue was he just sucks in Overwatch One. And now he is actually like fun and can do things and promotes different strategies. So. I like this change a lot. Yeah, and it's interesting. I hadn't. Uh, uh, generally, it's it's bad advice to go into the the Twitter replies on stuff because it <laughs> you never see good stuff. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, one of the person, uh, the, the, the a couple of the comments just like, "Wow, you, you, but complaining about oh, it's not even bashed anymore. You can't even recognize them." And but <laughs> you know that's 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 kind of the point for rework. So. <laughs> This isn't the same. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously you have tons of people. Like I've seen, obviously, in the, if you go to the forums, don't go there. Um, people are like, oh my god, yeah. this is insane. Um, and people saying like, god, he's already so busted, and now you're making him even... He can move now. Um, and people obviously have not read the details on like, okay, yeah, he can move, but it's on cooldown. And his damage is way lower. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, he's way too strong already. It's like okay, yeah. In, in bronze, he is definitely the one of the best picks, <laughs> but uh, in if you take him to GM, he's maybe one of the worst. He's just a throw pick; he'd be reported immediately. So, yeah, very interesting to see reactions from all over the place. Overall, like the general public seems to be pretty upset about both of them for some reason. 
Um, like I, I went on to the YouTube video of both of these and they have a lot of dislikes and I'm like, why? Why do people why are people disliking this so much? I don't get it. Um, or maybe I was think I, I'm thinking of the show match. Someone posted the show match. Tons of dislikes on it for some reason. Um, but anyways, let's talk about the show match as well. Um, we got to see uh, Assassin, Kepster, Space, Shoe, Moth, Bird, Rig, Decay, Mag, Skewed, Closer, Play, Overwatch 2 on Rome. Um, and it was kind of fun. I agree with most people. I think it would have been maybe better if they did it on a map we're familiar with. Like, I think it was just too much new. New information overload to the point where it's like, okay, well, I don't... And it, to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is like. I don't know what's happening as well as I feel like I should. I don't know how it feels to play. Um, I, I'm only watching it. Which, by the way, Joe, has me kind of worried for next year. Because none of us will have played Overwatch 2. But we will be constantly watching people do that um, in a professional setting. And it made me kind of worried. I was like, okay, what what is it going to be like watching people play Push competitively? When we have never played it ourselves, we don't know what it's like to play push. It, that might be a little weird, right? Yeah, it's true. I suppose we may, you know, run into situations where you'll have um, uh, lots of lots of armchair analysts um, <laughs> in in some of your ranked games about no, no, we have to play, you know, X Y Z heroes. Um, but you know, that's uh, hardly ever been the case for uh, ladder Overwatch versus <laughs> Very true. versus Owl. Very true. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hadn't thought about hadn't yeah. thought about it that. What do you think of the show match? Uh, it was it was super good. Uh, somebody somebody again out on the internet somewhere made the comment um, that now um, some of the Washington Justice and LA Gladiators players have more map wins than the Atlanta Reign in the grand finals, <laughs> which I thought that was <laughs> that was a little a little mean, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was cool they were able to do that. Um, I definitely appreciated the look as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, overall, I gotta say the most fun people to watch was like space on on Reinhardt. Um, watching people on Reinhardt, they just like charge in and just they're like DPS now. Like the new Ryan seems fun. The new way to play Ryan seems seems like a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, go check it out if you want some more Overwatch gameplay. It's obviously the first time non people outside of blizzard have played this game so uh that's really cool and, and, and fun for them and that one time at blizzcon oh yeah and the one time at blizzcon um all right uh although no one at blizzcon was playing 5v5 so i guess that's the the biggest difference it's true okay right after we press stop our, our last show we do have owl 2022 roster construction rules out which i think is more fitting to be on this show anyways um now that we're in the off season um, so we got big dates, key dates for everything here. Um, yeah, so Grand Finals obviously ended on the 25th. Yesterday, the 26th, teams may begin s submitting player trades for League Office Review. So people already could have started trading if they would want to. Uh, obviously, we don't have many player-for-player player trades in this league. We've had almost exclusively player-for-money um, player trades, but... We did get a Boston Dallas did a player for player trade once. That was super cool. I wish I wish there were more trades in Owl. Um, it's always super fun. Um, 
Next, uh, October 2nd deadline which, by which teams must exercise any options. They may hold to extend existing players' contracts. October 9th, players whose contract expire after the 2021 season become free agents. So October 9th is a big date. That is when um, player that is when teams will be done re-signing. So um, that's when people officially become re- free agents. We will know at that point who plans to re-sign certain players. And a lot like last year, teams sometimes didn't re-sign, but then ended up re-signing them later and stuff like that. So it's not a guarantee. And then on, on October 10, that's when teams may begin signing those free agents. Um, January 3rd is deadline for all teams to have a minimum of five players signed. And then March 1st is the deadline for all teams to have a minimum of at least six players signed. So that's the big thing. I think before it was seven players minimum. Yeah. Now it's six, obviously, because it's 5v5 with Overwatch 2. Um, and yeah, I, I think those are the big major dates there. Anything else from the article you want to point out, Joe? I, I, I read it last week, but I can't remember most of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, more just you know highlighting that it exists now. <laughs> um, it feels weird. It feels weird to be talking about uh, the off season so quickly, but you know it's kind of how it goes, I guess. Yeah, I mean we are like literally we're a couple weeks here away from free agency beginning, so uh, get get ready. I, I remember last year free agency started and everyone was really slow. I remember it took a long time for like Dallas was not slow. Dallas was the only team that was like, no, we're not slow. But everyone else was like, yeah, we'll just wait. The season starts in like six months. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens this time around. Um, next up, uh, there were some issues with y- Yvetel this weekend. That's why he, I think he played like maybe one or two maps. Um, but yeah, Chengdu Hunter's coach talked about just Basically how, as of late, Yvetel has... He's been playing well this season, but overall he lost interest towards the end of the season, and in scrims, they would find him uh, reading manga or doing other things. Uh, So he rightfully punished him. If he obviously was not fully focused on the team, then he should not be playing and starting. Um, So that was a big thing, and I think think he... I think think Ryu handled it very well. Um... Anything to add on to that, Joe? Yeah, no, and like I said, that's um, why, surely why we saw some of the uh, support lines we did and all that from from um, Chengdu is the name of the team we're talking about. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, definitely not a good look. I mean, if you're you know you're in playoffs, this is like the time that you should care the most out of anything. But um, yeah, a little unfortunate that they things worked out that way yeah definitely um next up another some more chengdu drama nisha got fined by chengdu for calling a fan a gambler post-match on weibo i actually hadn't seen this until it was on here i didn't know this happened yeah evidently this is um you know it doesn't sound incredibly um bad necessarily just on the face of it but apparently it's it's a um particularly in china it's like a thing that that's that's not um it, it, it might be illegal or something to probably. like gamble on matches like that I don't probably know. very illegal right? um yeah but he, he was sort of sent off an angry reply to to a fan after a loss about you know oh why are you so angry did you did you bet on the match or something um 
which was enough, uh, yeah, for him to just get fined by the team. Um, uh, just as as a result of that. Yeah, obviously the cultural differences here. I think a NA player would definitely not get fined for saying something like that, but it's got to be something with Chinese culture. That that's just a big no no to call someone a gambler. Um, yeah, interesting. And our last piece of news to end out to finish off uh, this episode here is Paris has made the first offseason move, I guess, and that is re-signing Avala as their GM. Very smart, obviously, after they had a good year with such a subpar roster, in my opinion, um, at least going into the season. Good move, right, Joe? Absolutely. Yeah, she, it's just worked really well for uh, and done good things for, for several teams in the league now. So, yeah, um, um, definitely hang on to her if you can, I would think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, that's I, that's all we got. I know we didn't give you much. We gave you one of our longer episodes here. But, yeah, that's that's all we got for today. I mean, congrats to Shanghai. Anything else to say before we sign off, Joe? Um, yeah, I don't think so, other than, you know, all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden we're in the off season now so um there'll be a lot to talk about between now and april that's for sure yeah once again i think we'll probably have a similar schedule to last off season and that is we'll give you a show when it's really needed um because we'll, we'll we might not have as much uh in such a long off season every single week uh, but yeah thank you guys for listening congrats to the shanghai dragons once again if you want to follow us on twitter uh, you can follow me at JWGeorgeIV. Joe is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. And our show Twitter is at On The Flank Show. Thank you all for listening and uh, enjoy enjoy the beginning of the offseason here. So we shed a tear for, uh, our, our, for Overwatch 1.